0: This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single
1: day. All right, look, welcome back to an episode of Manifest Mindset. Nick, it's been such a long time since we spoke. How you been?
0: It's been a long time, Bob. Um, I'm doing quite well today. I am a great combination of excited, tired. And grateful all at the same time. How are you?
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. I am. I'm doing well myself. A lot of new things have happened since we talked. Um, but so w- one of the big things was I, I took my OCS. I think last episode I was talking to you about prepping for that uh, and just going through kind of t- t- taking the practice tests, reading about it, and I think about two weeks ago I finally got to take it. So. Hopefully did did well. Uh, I won't be finding re- the results as you know until June or July. So, yeah, it's it's been going well. Work's been work's been crazy. Uh, doing the, a lot of things with the Mackenzie stuff. So the diploma program that's been busy as well. But what were you doing today, Nick?
0: Yes, I had a class earlier today for the fellowship program. Um, ended up being a little bit of a shorter day, slightly, but. You know, uh, finished one fellowship, and we've got the other new program up and rolling right now. So had a good combination of having a little bit of downtime in between, but it was just enough downtime to appreciate, to check the body, and thinking it's absolutely fully recovered. So going to this one just a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued, but it's a great opportunity.
1: So, so you're going through that now?
0: Uh, that was we just we finished it today.
1: Oh, you just finished it. Okay, cool. Yep. So, uh, how's the fellowship going for you next?
0: It's been good, Bob. Um, so we're only two weeks in, still very young in the program. Um, yeah, actually, just about the time that you finished taking that test, we were just starting everything up. And so a lot of it, um, because it's still within the fellowship through Kaiser and the Kaiser system, I have some familiarity with how they work. So really the first weekend was pretty easy for me. Again, we got started with the mentorship right away. Um it's going to be great, man. definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be a great learning experience. And really this first couple of weeks is just setting forth the curriculum for the entire year, what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be focused on, and starting to get a few more reps under the belt.
1: Yeah, I'm curious, Nick. I want to ask you, what's the – I mean, you've only been on the, the program for two weeks, but what's the, the major difference between the previous fellowship and this fellowship?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good question, Bob. So the last uh, fellowship was much more focused on – spine rehab and recovery, and so that one was truly where uh, the large, large majority of my patients were all spine-focused. We had specific mentors, and the mentorship was mainly from the schools of science. schools of thought of some other mentors as well that have kind of combined a lot of other approaches. Um, so, yeah, the spine fellowship was very much focused on spine-related patients, a lot of movement science, a lot of uh, manual Australian approach to things. And that was a great experience. A lot of this pain fellowship is more focused on chronic pain patients, persistent pain, Um, certainly making sure that we're extremely thorough to rule out any kind of orthopedic involvement because a lot of times people will get labeled as having persistent pain from the mere fact that, well, the pain continues to persist. And sometimes we dismiss that as, well, it must be in their head or other things going on, right? But many times that can also be because, Well, they just haven't had the proper care that they need from an orthopedic standpoint, and we need to make sure that we fully rule all that out, give them the help that they deserve there before we prematurely classify them into something that would no longer be appropriate for them. And so that's really the main approach for this year is can we separate any kind of tissue pathology experience from the pain experience and really treat Learn how to optimally treat both of those two things in very different hands.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it, it's a it's a big part. We know there's regular spine patients without any of the classification of the the chronic pain. There there's a whole bunch out there, but there's also a handful of them that have this this. Uh, all these other central stuff going on as well. So so that's, that's an amazing thing. Now, now Nick, uh, how much of, of the, the pain science or the the pain stuff did you get in your spine fellowship?
0: I'd say we got a very strong intro to it. Uh, we certainly got a lot of exposure where there is – it was involved um, pretty deep in the program where we had a couple of individual classes based on just that of itself, but then also just the way we talk, the way we communicate with patients, the way we set expectations for that. So, there definitely is the education and understanding in it. Um, But part of the benefit for this new program, too, is that, you know, it's the mentorship and focus mostly around that component. Other than not just how do we be overt with some of that education, but how do we blend it very smooth and very practical into everything. Other than, of course, being able to take a class from Southern Australia throughout the entire year as well.
1: Well, Nick, you're gonna be you're gonna be a machine. Everybody that comes, you're gonna be like, all right, you do this, and we'll we'll, we'll make it. <laughs> That's great. Good for you, Nick. That's, uh... Appreciate
0: that, Bob. Uh, we'll we'll see what the future entails, right? Um, but for now, short term, it's you know just one one year at a time, one thing at a time, and uh, looking forward to learning a ton from this opportunity.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I, I'm curious, how much, how much mentorship do you get from from that fellowship?
0: Yep, so it's every week. Um, It's about, it's in-house mentorship for this, and we'll have different clinicians from different locations to come to me, but it's usually about three to four hours every week.
1: Wow. Oh, well, that's great, and this is over the span of a year, I assume, right?
0: Yep, yeah, over a whole year, so, you know, whether it comes down to 150 hours or a little bit more, um, as far as just the in clinic while I have patients. Other than, of course, the great thing is that, you know, almost half the mentors are at my specific location too. So the access to them, right? For me, that's using just a culture of learning there. That is invaluable and just, hey, let me have a quick five minute conversation with you. Real easy or have lunch at the same time and go over all these different things. So the access to that information, the conversations it brings up around the workplace um, is just as valuable as well.
1: Oh no, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, we always talk about you want to surround yourself with the people that that can kind of build you up. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? And I I've been uh, I get the chance to to I guess experience that as well. My current new job, um, I'm working with a, a higher level uh, McKenzie therapist, and just throughout the day I get to bounce ideas off and talk to them about just patient cases, and it just makes the, the work so much more fun and so much more exciting. And then there's just all that, I guess, growth that comes with it as well. So definitely uh, I'm happy for you, Nick. It sounds like you're you're pretty pumped. And you're pretty happy about where you're at and uh, I'm really happy for you. Good for you. I appreciate that, Bob.
0: And I'm curious from your perspective,
1: right? Because I do believe you surrounding yourself with those great people.
0: What types of questions and everything you've been through now with your pro residency program, what kind of questions do you find yourself asking this other more seasoned, trained veteran. What, what questions do I ask my, myself? Yeah, uh, what kind of what kind of questions are? Give me an example of a couple patient cases you brought to him, and have asked certain questions about. I'm curious, kind of where your level of thinking is now compared to where it was when you're entering residency.
1: Yeah, so when I initially, I, I think my questions really changed uh, when I kind of realized that. When we treat musculoskeletal stuff, or just just when we treat patients in general, it's not so black and white anymore. Like my, my my questions in the past used to be like, "All right, if this happens, what do we do next?" kind of thing, or if, if X happens, what do we do when uh, when the next kind of thing, like X equals Y, Y equals X, or it doesn't happen like that. Uh, but, but as I kind of start started treating, and then my questions uh, started reflecting the fact that instead of a world of black and white there's a lot of shades of of gray um there's a lot of room of okay there's no right answer um uh, but what's the clinical reasoning behind it and then just kind of explaining uh, or asking their the the mentor's clinical reasoning and then me then sharing where i would do, uh, where i would go and then kind of bouncing ideas and reflecting off of each other that, that's kind of where i'm at right now um in terms of my training But obviously, I'm still very young and uh, early in the process.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, Bob. Um, No, I appreciate you sharing that. And you know, it really is—you come out of school, you come out of different phases of your career, and it's like everything is very much if this, then that reasoning, right? It's like this thing should or must lead to this
1: next thing, and
0: that's just ain't the way it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think really, um, I was talking to this uh, about this as well of. Uh, part of the, the mentorship uh, you see all these soft skills and these things that you can't really learn from a textbook like you, you learn about anatomy you learn about different things different interventions into textbooks but being able to see the mentorship or being able to see uh, another higher level skilled a uh, higher skilled clinician practice is just a, a different ballpark what you can learn and kind of thing
0: absolutely you know the number of times I thought of myself early
1: I would say something to the
0: patient or I think I said something other then a mentor of mine would say what I thought was the same exact thing, but somehow it got the patient to respond extremely differently and respond way better to that. Um, those nuances of situational awareness, it absolutely matters.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great, that's great. And Nick, I, I, um, I was curious how you're just uh, everything else in terms of besides the fellowship has been going. How, how have you been, Nick? I've been good, Bob. I've been
0: good. I've been really working to try and, you know, certainly keep in perspective the broader picture of life, right, with everything going on in Ukraine and Russia right now. Um, You know, this certainly isn't a time where I want to, I need to get political with anything. Um, But just to to bring awareness. Um, But, you know, sometimes we get bogged down and we, you know, think that we got a lot going on and everything, but just keeping life in perspective sometimes, like, man, I got a roof over my head, I got running water. I'm going to be okay with this. I mean, and I've got far more than that, right, in reality. Um, but keeping those simple things self-evident. And so I've got a ton to be grateful for in that way. I certainly have patients where, you know, their family's out in the Ukraine now and their contact on and off every other day or something. And it gets sketchy, man. So we got a lot to be grateful for, a lot to be thankful for. Um, I'm getting outside a fair amount, getting some good sunshine. Um, been surfing a couple times here and there, so not as often as I'd like. So that's why I get for sign myself up for a fellowship program, right? Um, having that balance everything and play a little bit of basketball here and there. So overall, I feel life is pretty good, my friend.
1: Yeah, it's, it sounds like the, the, the key message in that two-minute deal was uh, being grateful. <laughs> and you're still, still a grateful guy. Yeah. So, so that, that's good.
0: Yeah, I man, have, So talk to me about any, any other new adventures with you besides just still having a pulse after that OCS test
1: yeah yeah it was actually so um i'm ta- uh, i talking about how I was in my diploma program or I'm still in my diploma program um so part of it is uh the first twelve weeks is a didactic portion where we have to read uh around like ten to twenty articles a week and then discuss it uh with with people kind of all over the world uh over like a a form software or just just basically online and the week before my OCS, my OCS was on Sunday, so the big exam was on Sunday. Um, I probably had the most busy week of my entire life. <laughs> from, and and, and Bob's saying
0: for for those people who somehow don't know what this man means by busy, if you haven't heard any other episodes, that's saying a lot.
1: Well, yes, yeah, so, so I'll walk you through my day. Basically, I, I wake up at Thank 5.30. You. I, uh, for for the week before that um, exam, I would wake up at 5:30 in the morning. I I would basically get ready, drive to work, so I have a, an extra hour before my shift started to study for the exam. And the once the day was over, I I would have a meeting for the the PUM program like 5 o'clock. We we have our meeting from 5 to 7 p.m. And then we had to do another uh, assignment that that was a group assignment. That was due the very next day around 4 p.m. So after our meeting at at 7 o'clock, I would read the articles and then meet with the group at 8 o'clock. And we would discuss until 9 o'clock, finish the article until 10 o'clock, and then go to bed and then redo that every day for the five days before my exam. Um,
0: You crazy man.
1: And that was just uh that was just the taste of, <laughs> of insanity there. But but I, I made it through. Um I, I don't know if I how well I did on the exam because I had so much extra time for my OCS. Like they give you seven hours, but I finished in four and a half hours, so I had an extra two and a half hours to kinda of just not use. I don't know if that was a big mistake or not. I'll, I'll be letting you know in, in June but, but that's basically what happened <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's been going well I, I got my placement of where I'll be going to do the mentorship for the diploma program for the McKenzie diploma program so I'll be going to Austin uh, from May to July for okay. uh, basically the nine week training um, uh, 360 hours of just one on one mentorship with some more senior faculty McKenzie people Fantastic. So I'll be doing that, and then I'll be taking the exam in November. Uh, once I take the no- exam in November, I'll be applying to a fellowship for the following year. And that that's my current plan. That's where, where I'm at in terms of my career and education goals. Um, so, so not that much going on, but, but enough to kind of move forward, you know?
0: That's, that's fantastic, Bob. And uh, so you're in Austin, Texas. You'll be there for nine weeks. And tell me more about the setup. What's going to be like down there?
1: What's the what like? I'm sorry?
0: What's, what's the setup going to be like in Austin? So you're in the clinic. Are you working? Is it just your mentorship time when you're down there?
1: It is just so long story short, I'm basically just going to be with one with one mentor uh, for the entire time. So basically, I'm going to be treating patients. He's going to be watching me the whole time or supposedly he's going to be watching me the whole time. Um, and then in the middle of the, the time I'll be down in Austin, the, my mentor that will, that I'm assigned to, he's an instructor for the McKenzie Institute. So he'll be actually teaching two courses. So I get the opportunity to, to fly with him to get to see him, he teach the courses and be kind of like a course assistant. Okay, so fantastic. I'll, yeah, I'll be flying to Austin and then I'll be flying to New Jersey and then back to Austin. And then I'll fly be flying to Chicago and then back to Austin. And then flying from Austin back to where I live, so New York City. So it'll be it'll be a lot. It'll be uh a lot of good mentorship and a good education. Um but but I'm very excited. So I'm very excited to, to see where where the future holds with that. So that's where I'm at. That that's where how the mentorship works and, and it's uh it's an exciting opportunity that it's kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that, that a lot of people just talk about this experience of kind of being like the pinnacle of educational experiences <laughs> for them, uh, 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 like people that have gone through the McKinsey training. So looking for, looking forward to that. That's, that's where I'm well, at. I,
0: am, I am beyond excited for you. Um, that kind of level of dedication, commitment is something that I had no doubt whatsoever that you would have, that you do have, that you've shown before at the same time to actually sign up for that, to do it. Right. That's another, another level of commitment to stay with that. And it doesn't surprise me at all. My friend, I will be very curious to hear a ton of updates from you. Um, as we've spoken about many times, you know, the next time we're in person, it'll be great just to, to pick your brain, learn all the things. Um, yeah, and I just learn from the wisdom that you've developed over the years, the great mentors that you've had over time. And, excited for how you've grown yourself to help other PTs and help other patients at the same time.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, same to you. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that day when we're both in the clinic together and just kind of bouncing our ideas off of each other um, while we're looking at a patient. Um, I don't know when that'll happen, but, but I'm
0: sure... Hey, hey, that depends, that depends how soon you open your own business and uh, hire me, right?
1: <laughs> I don't know about that, Nick. Maybe you'll be the one hiring me. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but but no, that, that's that's we're uh, we're both kind of at a good pace of, of moving forward with our careers. Um, um, no, I, I find it so interesting on how that I don't know what we're. It feels so long ago, but we were just. Well, I, I was just in school about a year and a half ago. You we were in school about two and a half years ago.
0: <laughs> good math, so, great great math on that one. Yes,
1: yeah, so, so it's um, it's it's I don't know it it, it feels like. It was so long ago, and I feel like I've grown so much in the past year and a half. I don't know. What, how do you feel about that, Nick, for yourself?
0: You know, it's time is always interesting, right? Um, I think sometimes we're under-focused on time. I think sometimes we're over-focused on it. And memories are formed by distinct moments, by differences. They're not necessarily formed in our understanding of time. When we say that, oh, the years go by so fast – They do, but it's also because experiences start to meld together. It's monotonous. It gets to be the same thing. When you're in school, it's different classes, different situations, different travel abroad, different friend groups back and forth and everything. And you're doing these progressions. And so for us now where it feels like, wow, so much has happened, right? Pandemics, wars, moving across the country, different places, all these flights and everything, all this learning opportunity, uh, meeting up with tons of new people. And you think, wow, all that was within these periods of a couple of years. That's crazy. That's insane. That's awesome. But also, it's in many ways, that's that's what life should be. There's nothing wrong with slowing down, nothing wrong with taking it a little bit easy every once in a while. But we're, we were made to have this kind of contrast. And I, I get excited by it, man. Um, you know, I think when life, not slows down too much because there's nothing wrong with taking it slow, sitting back, hanging around a fire. And I mean, that's just me, right? But once we start to have everything just melt together and this year is like the last year, like the last year before that, and it blurs together and there's not enough, not change for the sake of change, but excitement or passion or energy, got to switch something up, man. So I'm, I've been very fortunate and glad about the pathway I've been on. And, you know, like you said, it was the other day when I was thinking, Okay, I've applied to these residency programs. Do I take the bold move and head out to California? Whereas the analogy in John Winslow said, you know, hey, man, you're going to your favorite restaurant, right? You're going to your favorite restaurant, which is the residency back in New York. You know the meal there. You know it tastes good. You know it's delicious. You know it's one of the best things out there. We got this other place called California. You know it's good. You've heard great reviews, heard amazing things. People keep coming back, and it's great. But you don't quite know exactly what it tastes like and you can't lose, but you got to make a choice and how that decision and a series of decisions after that have changed my life forever for the better. And we'll continue to build on that. And these are far from the most important decisions I've ever made, but they're hugely significant ones as well.
1: My goodness, Nick, you, you just gave me chills. Every time I come and talk to you, Nick, it's, it's, I just get chills.
0: <laughs> well, wow, the only reason you got chills is because you're in New York, man. We got sunshine out here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's actually snowing today, believe it or not. So I, 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 Somehow I, I do I, believe
0: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, no, that, that's such, um, such a wise word, Nick. I, I'm sure you said that in a prior episode, but... It's good to, to to hear it again. It's uh, repetition is the, what is it? Repetition is the mother of learning and the father of action. So absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I love it, Nick. I, I think and and that, you know,
0: and timing, timing is everything right too, is I've been, I've been fortunate. There are a couple of mentors I wasn't able to have, but also, you know, some people I've been able to have along the way that whether they're retiring in a year or two or, you know, they're winding down their mentorship experience Um I've been I've been fortunate to have them in the role I have along the way.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it's I'm I'm very grateful for for where I am right now, and like you said, it's it's, it's all you can do right now. Just just take a step back and realize it's it's uh, I I am grateful that there are things that are great in my life, and and again, I'm I'm super thankful and very lucky as well. Nick, I I, I know this this. Uh, podcast is all about accountability, um, but it's just very great to, to just talk and catch up with you and seeing how you're doing. And just Dude, just Bob, listening to you talk
0: sometimes. sometimes I'm, a, I'm reminded consistently. Sometimes that's the best accountability there is, right? It's like in this crazy world right now where you know people are moving around, things are going. There's a ton of uncertainty out there. Sometimes just these little action steps of hey, you made my freaking accountability. I get the opportunity to talk to Bob Chang next time we do an episode, right? Even that sometimes is, I'm not going to say enough, right? But it's like, well, it, it is enough, right? And it's, can can you take an action step in moving towards a meaningful relationship and continuing to invest in that stuff? And the more and more trips around the sun I've been on this earth for, the more and more I realize how important those things are.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, Nick, it's, it's, I mean, I don't consciously think about this, but but probably in the back of my mind, I think about, oh, I'll be talking to Nick. In X amount of time, I should I should be ready. I should be <laughs> at his level of uh, of dedication, of of wisdom, of of basically mental fitness and things like that. I, I need to be ready. So, um, so, so again, thank you. I, I every uh, every other episode, I do thank you for your time and then your wisdom um, and your influence on me. So once again, thank you, Nick.
0: Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. That's uh, that's right back at you, brother.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a good, um, good good place to put a pin on it. Do you want to add anything else, Nick?
0: No, I really don't, Bob. You know, I think I'm excited for you going to Austin. We'll be in touch before then, obviously. Um, give Texas my best. It's been a while since I was down there. Uh, never in Austin, but spent some good time in Dallas for a while. You're a brave man for going in the summer because that's when I went too. Um, but I think you're going to enjoy it down there and get a, get a heck of a lot of good experiences. Uh, then I'll just keep doing my thing for – this fellowship program
1: yeah i d- do you have any accountability things you want to set for yourself here?
0: so i'm giving a um part of our fellowship is we give these critically acclaimed topic presentations and i signed up for doing mine in very late april and so for me it's going to be let's get some research it's going to be by the next time we talk pending on when that is um but moving forward with finding my primary sources for articles, I'm going to do an interesting delve, and I don't know how much there is besides um, physiological evidence I can make a lot of correlations with or if there's a lot of kind of harder, higher-level research um, correlations out there or not. But I'm going to give a presentation and dig into it myself because I don't know that much about it, but the patterns of nasal breathing versus oral breathing, so nose breathing versus mouth breathing, on chronic pain.
1: Yeah, and I mean so, that's an interesting topic. I I love to, to hear more about it. You
0: we'll know what? We'll I'd love to hear more about, about it too. But I got you know, I got I got some ideas. I got some fun stuff. But I'll find out a little more and we'll give you an update.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I I, I hopefully we will get to talk about it next time. Um, yeah, for me it's it's. I want to talk to you again. That's my accountability. <laughs> It. Uh, we're gonna at least in the next month or two, we'll at least talk once, and that's that's, that's all. I, I it's simple, but uh, sometimes simple things are are the best things. You know, I'll keep trekking along, but getting the chance to to be accountable with you and just talk with you, and it's uh, it's a wonderful activity.
0: So basically you're telling me that you're setting up a horrible goal for yourself because your goal depends upon the reliability of someone else. So if you can't rely on the individual, you're basically screwed.
1: Yeah, but but you're probably <laughs> the most reliable person I know, Nick. So, so there's no problem yeah. there.
0: You know what? I think, I think I could burden myself to have that conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick. It was a pleasure. Take care, Bob. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye.